This is Terror House Radio with Matt Forney and Bryden Proctor. Yeah, welcome to the Terror House Radio, episode number 43. I'm Matt Forney, your charming and loquacious host, and the founder and editor-in-chief of Terror House Press. Joining me is, uh, per usual, my co-host and producer, the irrepressible Bryden Proctor. How you doing, Bryden? Um, I decided to get Corona this morning instead of driving the extra, like, half a mile to the uh, other place that actually had um, the beer that I wanted. And, um, yeah, I, I don't understand how Mexicans drink this shit. This is fucking gross. I put the lime in it and everything, and it's, uh, it is not good, dude. It is a not a good beer. Well, I mean, of course, it's a virus, so. Oh, fuck you. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. What is what is, what is this March you're making that joke? Like, give me a prick, dude. You walked right into it, dude. Oh, God, I walked right into the fucking store and just made a huge mistake. It was on sale for fifteen dollars. Usually, this is like a seventeen dollar twelve pack, right? But it is absolutely gross. I even got you know I got five limes for a dollar, and I'm like, all right, this is fine because. My blinker's out, you know, my, uh, so that's another thing I gotta get fucking fixed. My blinker's out, so I'm like, ugh, I don't want to get pulled over. I'll just, I'll just pull over to this grocery store. Oh, the grocery store in here, they don't have the beer that I want. I've been drinking Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And I'm like, fine, I'll just get this freaking Corona. And it's, it's trash. It's just a gross beer. Like, no wonder Mexicans want to come here so fucking bad. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean i i last had a corona i think around june because uh living abroad you start to miss things that you hated back home just you know because of the nostalgia factor right. so i was at a mexican restaurant and i ordered a corona uh, just for the nostalgia factor and i took a sip and was like this is fucking disgusting i spent i spent four dollars on this yeah, yeah, it's just not good, dude. Like, it's just not a good beer. It's uh, well, well, who who the fuck who the fuck sells beer in a clear bottle? Right, it fucking ruins it. Yep, yep. It's yeah, uh, it's it's not good. I mean, it, it's good. It's it it's good for like if you're eating a taco. I'll give you that. You know, but you know what's better than that? Uh, uh, a Modelo Negro is better. You know. I thought you were going to say anything else. Well, no, not anything else. I mean, you're not going to rock like a, you know, a sour, right? Be like, oh, good. Let me have this nice savory taco. Oh, and some, you know, peach ghost. Like, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, yeah, it's just a gross fucking beer, man. Like, I, I regret my decision. I hate it. It's It's nasty. I'm never doing it again until I forget that it's freaking gross. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of nasty and ruined and things, uh, we've got we've got topical news. Because, oh wait, uh, before you do that, before we talk about the actual hilarious thing, um, we never touched on the fact that you got a new mic. Well, I mean, it's kind of obvious, isn't it? I would hope so, but like, you know, I mean, I imagine like if you listen to this podcast, unless you're that one guy that I like, who's uh, was it Mather? Uh, unless you're that guy, you're probably fucking retarded. And the only reason I like Mather is because every comment he makes uh, about me is positive. So I'm like, yeah, he must be a smart guy. He likes me. <laughs> so... 
But yeah, Mike, Matt got a new mic. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a, sounds a lot better. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's a good guy. By the way, go buy Six to Six from Terror House Press. That's his book. Uh, but yeah, I bought a, I bought a new mic at the beginning of the month. Um, finally, because uh, mic selection out in this part of the world is fucking terrible, and um, it's 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 fantastic. Um, it sounds good. It's much smaller than the old mic I had, the blue sm- snowball, so I can disassemble it and carry it around much more easily. Um, I don't have to rely rely on the fucking phone anymore uh, because that has problems. Um, it's yeah. So the the sudden boost in audio quality, it's the new mic. I think it's funny. I mean, I didn't know you had a snowball. That's what I use. Yeah, I had a snowball for like five years before it shit out. Uh, ah, yeah. You know, several months back. Well. The reason I didn't replace it was because I was under lockdown. So like I you know, right. I couldn't go to any store to to buy a new mic. And, you know, when I was finally let out of the cage, you know, I went around to the, the local music stores and stuff and the selection was terrible. Like like I think the only USB mic you can buy in uh in Albania that isn't uh some shitty, you know, ten dollar uh basic mic is like an audio technica which is like 250 dollars. i was like nah nah i'm not doing that again dude yeah i i think it's funny that i started with the blue snowball many years ago and then i went through so many fucking mics so much as to even buy the uh the re20 before i returned it because it wouldn't work it sounded great for like one day and then it just wasn't working out i had to buy a mixer and all that that's limbaugh's mic uh, is the RE20. Um, but, like, I had got this stupid Yeti. Like, I got the Yeti, uh, and then that's a piece of shit. Uh, that, the, Yeti, the Yeti is the biggest waste of money you can ever uh, spend on a mic, dude. The Yeti is garbage. Never buy a Yeti. And I know so many podcasters use it. Don't. The Yeti is shit. It costs a thousand times more, probably exactly that much, more than the freaking Snowball. And it's it, it breaks. Everybody I know has had a has has had a problem with the Yeti. You remember Luke Ford, uh, that old cat used to have trouble with the Yeti. It's a terrible mic. I know this is bad. This is bad podcasting to just talk about microphones. But everybody has a fucking podcast. So and if not, they're thinking about starting one. So just don't buy a Yeti. Go buy a Blue Snowball, and then you know you can send it over. I'm starting a podcast network called uh, Everybody Has a Podcast dot com. I'm sure that website already exists. I'm going to look that up right now. But uh, I'm not actually doing that. Well, it's like, you know, I mean, I was going to buy a Blue Yeti, but, uh, you know, I've, I've put that off indefinitely just because they're impossible to get out here. I have a I have a uh, I have a pop screen for the for the Blue Yeti. Um, I didn't buy that. Uh, Joe the Boomer bought it off of my uh, Amazon wish list. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I still have it. It's still in the packaging, but it's looking like I'll never get to use it. Um, this 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 mic is fine. It came with a pop screen, you know. It's got you know the stand, every, everything. You know, it's not the greatest mic, but you know it'll do. You know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get a super expensive mic while I'm basically still you know in in moving limbo, not knowing where the hell I'm going to be now. Don't lie in, to the people. So. Don't lie to the people. What? You you couldn't limbo if you fucking tried. You fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Uh yeah, everybody has a podcast dot com is taken, but dot dot net is available. Well, the one it suggests is everybody has a podcast dot actor, which I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, uh, everyone has a podcast dot actor. That is weirdly that is weirdly appropriate. Yeah, no, everybody's a piece of shit. Though, I'll tell you that, man. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about this um this fucking 
Do you want to bring up the tweet? Let me bring up the tweet. I've got I've got the tweets open. I've got the I've got the huge mea culpa on the website, everything. But yeah, basically the the gist of it is that this this uh, literary outlet called Fireside Fiction was published. They published uh, you know uh, issues of their of their magazine, their 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 review, uh, and they had a voice actor doing uh, recordings of every story and essay and their issue. And uh, uh, the voice actor was a white guy, and uh, one of the essays was written by a black woman. And the white guy did the uh, recording in the most racist, uh, ridiculous, fake Jamaican accent possible. It was bad. It's so bad. Here, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna timestamp it, and then I'm just gonna play a little bit of it so that people can see. Do you think we'll get into copyright trouble for that? Probably not. No, no. I mean, they took it down from their website. So like, and it's fair use. I mean, we are talking about it in a transformative and critical context. Okay. So here it is. Fireside Magazine presents The Art of Speculating by Regina N. Bradley, edited by Maurice Broadus, narrated by Kevin Rainier, published in the autumn 2020 issue of Fireside Quarterly. I'm a Southern black woman who stands in the long shadow of the civil rights movement. Southern hip-hop helped me navigate the contemporary black South. When I gathered with friends, Southern hip-hop was the soundtrack. When I grieved my father, Southern hip-hop was my comfort. And years after my initial transplanting into Albany, Georgia, it dawned on me that Southern hip-hop was the blueprint for understanding black Southerness in the post-civil rights era. All right. So that was, it's like, like immediately when I sent it to you, when I told you, I was like, dude, like we're, we're considered like this evil, you know, whatever, uh, racist and all of that. Uh, racist is the best thing people call us a lot of the time. A lot of it's Nazi and all of that, you know, made up crap. Uh, but dude, we wouldn't even do that unless it was a bit like at no point. Yeah. So someone, someone, someone on Twitter described this as a come town bit come to life. It fucking is. Like it really is. It's so bad. Like they recorded that and they were like, "Yeah, nailed it." That went through at least two people: the guy who recorded it and the uh, the the editor who like apologized profusely. Dude, well, the ed- the editor is trying to cover his ass by claiming he wasn't listening to the recordings and he wasn't he wasn't thinking. I mean, I've got I've got his long mea culpa um, on the website. Oh, I gotta you, hear this. Yeah. Wanna- Oh yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, by the way, the S- the essay was can you, by. Can you uh, can you read it in a in a uh, like Miss Cleo accent? <laughs> I was I was I was gonna read it in a goofy you know apologetic accent, but you know. Uh, by the way, the essay was written by Doctor Regina Bradley. Well, it's Regina, um, but yeah. <laughs> Don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's a woman. She's not a she's not a city in uh, Canada. Um, and the guy who did you know who fucked up here, the editor is Pablo Defendini. Defendini. I, I can't pronounce that. That sounds like it's, he should be a magician in the 50s. <laughs> it's a stupid Love fucking name, and that's coming from Bryden. All right? That's a dumb name. Pablo Defendini. Oh, the miraculous Pablo Defendini. But anyway, here's 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 the, uh, here's the mea culpa. Earlier today, we published an essay about Outcast by Dr. Regina Bradley. This is an essay written by a black woman about black musicians and edited by a black man. 
I hired a white man to narrate the audio version of the essay, and that narrator decided to use an offensive stereotype of the American Southern black accent in his narration. This basically amounted to auditory blackface in the worst tradition of racist minstrel minstrelsy. So why did I publish it? Frankly, I didn't listen to it before I posted it. More on that and on the other errors I made in a second. Yeah, stop. Hold this on, is hold the on, context, hold on. not an excuse. Hold on. Yeah, stop that. Stop that right there. What do you like? I like how he's just like, I didn't do my fucking job. <laughs> like, so, so. he didn't check the quality of it. What if the guy's mic cut out and he didn't know when he sent this over or whatever? He just he was like, yeah, those are waveforms. And then he just pawns it off onto this dork uh, who, again, bad, bad choice to use that, you know, to, to, to use that. But I, yeah, he just says, I didn't do my fucking job. Why is that guy not fired? Like, this is the one time I don't like the cancel thing. Right. But if you don't do your job. Well, I, I think he owns this. So, like, you know, he's like the guy in charge. So, like, who's going to fire him? Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Good for him. I mean, he made like a really good racist bit. I'm I'm proud of him. Uh, it gets it gets better. Um, there is no excuse for having published it. I apologize for having done so. Specifically, I apologize to Doctor Bradley for having undermined her work. To Maurice Broadus for having stained the otherwise outstanding issue of Fireside Quarterly that he edited, and to Chell Parker, our copy editor, for having put them in the line of fire for this when they had no visibility into the audio production process or ability to prevent this from having happened. The blame for this rests squarely with me as the person who hires out and manages the audio production process at Fireside. Many people are rightly perplexed at how something like this happened. It's so egregious that it feels intentional. In the interest of remaining a lean operation, I have been hiring one narrator to record the audio for a whole issue's worth of Fireside Quarterly, and I don't normally break out specific stories or essays for narrating by particular individuals. Okay, this pause. Keeps the process... Sure. Pause. Um, a lean operation. Why doesn't you just say we're cheap? And, <laughs> you know, uh, over at Charos, we're not cheap. We also get the fucking authors to actually do their shit. All right. They have access to that author. She ended up posting later, like, this is how it should have sound or whatever. And it sounds less racist because it's like actually just some black bitch talking, you know. She doesn't even have much of an accent. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. It's not even a Southern thing. Like, she just sounds like a black broad. <laughs> like, she could have done it. You lazy fucks. Like, I hate to go after other, you know, like, publishing. She'd, have pro she'd probably have done it for free, too. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't they? You know, like, yeah. Oh, Especially if you would have been like, hey, here's the version we have. Would you like to <laughs> do a different one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's continue. Uh, this keeps the process more manageable, which is helpful in the context of all the other production tasks that go into publishing Fireside. I failed to keep proper tabs on this process, and I fell down on several fronts. For starters, I chose a white man to narrate this issue, edited by a black man and featuring multiple works by non-white authors. That was negligent of me. 
I wasn't thinking of this piece in particular when I contracted out the entire issue. I should have been looking at it on a story-by-story basis at the very least. Apart from the inappropriate choice of narrator, I also didn't provide any pertinent direction at the outset of the engagement. Normally, when I hire voice talent for narration, I send them some notes about the pieces I want them to narrate, pointing out special considerations or particular pronunciations of tricky or uncommon terms. So he I failed didn't to do, do that his here. job. So he didn't, he didn't do his he, job. He didn't do his job, and apparently the voice actor he, he hired thought this was acceptable? Yeah, I mean, like, if he would have hired me, I probably would have been like, oh, this is hilarious, and done that, and then... You know, then it would be a completely different thing. It'd be like, ah, oh, look at this troll. I bet this is just some dude. I don't know. Maybe it's written like that. I haven't, like, looked at the actual piece itself, but I know it's, like, a de- art of speculating or whatever. So maybe it's written. Yeah, maybe it's written all in the fucking abonics or, I'm sorry, African-American vernacular English. Or as I like to, I, I, I don't want to edit in the, the beep. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... You know, maybe it's all written like that. And if it is, why is it published anywhere uh, besides Tupac's book of poetry? But, yeah, I don't know. I get, it, took, it took so many people to look at this and go, yeah, I'm making the right decision here. Especially if they're like some lib shit publication. But, like, again, even we would not do that. If you, if you showed that to me, I would go, oh, this is a comedy thing, right? And you're like, no, it's actually some broad with a phd i'm like oh well then we shouldn't do that because that's really racist yes um i also failed to check each recording when i took delivery of them so you didn't do your job i was pressed for time and trying to get work out the door and i did not take the time to review the finished recording so you didn't do your job uh as many have correctly pointed out it takes two seconds of listening to the recording to realize that this one was deeply deeply problematic oh yeah so you didn't do your job uh <laughs> I did not do so. I just moved the files along, and the result is that I allowed an extremely hurtful racist caricature to be published on Fireside's website. So you didn't do your job. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I've never heard of these guys. But then again, I don't, like, read dumb bullshit. Maybe they are a good place. I mean, maybe they've got some cool stuff going on or whatever. I'm not I'm not trashing them for, for that because I haven't read it. I wouldn't know. But uh, – and, and I'll never know because I don't fucking read. But uh, it's – He's the guy. He runs the motherfucker. Like, it, I don't know. We'll talk about it after. Finish, finish his thing because I like when he. Yeah, I, I like the end. Yeah, the ending is is spectacular. While it may not have been intentional, intent doesn't matter. The harm caused is real, and this particular type of harm in this particular moment of history is extra fucked up. <laughs> All I can do at this point is apologize, try to fix it, ensure it doesn't happen again. And try to make up for it. In order to try and fix it for starters, Dr. Bradley's essay needs to be re-recorded, and I've started the process of hiring a black woman to do so. Just have her do it! Just have her do it! It's her writing, let have her do it! Hey, uh, who did who did Welton who did the audio for Welton's book? Welton? Oh yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird that we had him do it. Well, apparently she refused to accept this guy's apology, so maybe she's just too steaming mad to do it, or you know, I'd she's, she's having a hot, she's having a hot flash. Uh, I don't know. Uh, she's seeing red. Uh, let's continue. Uh, Fervor, the narrator who did this essay, narrated the other stories in the current issue of Fireside Quarterly as well, and I've pulled. 
I'm pulling them all and will be re-recording them. Why? Fortunately, most of the stories in the autumn issue haven't been published online yet, so there's time to rectify this batch of stories. Why? Yeah, I don't see. I don't see like why you wouldn't just pull the one that's like clearly a fuck up and just not hire that guy again. You know, it'd be like, dude. Come I mean, on. I mean, he did a good job on the. <laughs> if he did a good job on the other ones and you already paid him, like, what if now he you're did just double paying? What if he uh, like? What if that was like actually his voice and like that's how he did all of the other ones? additionally i need to ensure that this never happens again in order to make sure of that i'll be integrating the production process for our audio more tightly to the overall production process of the magazine adding in a few specific key milestones to our process like listening to it like fucking listening to it before you publish it It's not a key milestone. It's basic quality control. (laughs) Starting with the winter 2021 issue of Fireside Quarterly, which ships on January 1st, all stories will be narrated by individual narrators as opposed to by one narrator for an entire issue's worth of stories. Starting with the winter 2021 issue, I'll send the final audio of each story to its author in the same way we send them proofs of the print issue before it goes to press. I'm sorry, doesn't that sound like something they should have been doing anyway? That sounds like really basic shit. Yeah, I mean, Terror House, we publish books, and I send everyone who, you know, every author who's published with copies of their own book, so, like, they can have it. It just, it seems like a thing. Like, I mean, because think about it, dude. It's like, if somebody, like, you know... Uh, which is funny because I wrote a uh, an, uh, a movie review about the auditory blackface and Laquisha or whatever, uh, and how people were mad about that. And that's Laquisha is less offensive than the shit that these these fireside guys put out uh, because Laquisha is a comedy. This, if it was supposed to be a comedy, dude, then they nailed it. But it wasn't, and it was like it's really funny, but it's not good. But you just you you check with it's like if I were to write something. You know, and then somebody was like, This is a thing I wrote by Boyd and Proctor. When I went outside today, the sun was very bright. Like, you know, like if they just did Down Syndrome voice of the whole thing, I'd want to know about it. Because otherwise, I'd be like, Matt's doing a prank. That is hilarious. But I don't want the guy doing Down Syndrome voice for my fucking shit. <laughs> Starting with the spring issue of Fighterside Quarterly, I'll consult with the ish editor of each issue on the choice of narrator for each story before we hire anyone. I mean, again, that kind of sounds like something you should have been doing. Yeah, A few people have been kind enough to reach out to offer their help in reworking our audio production process. Oh, but they're really good at it. In enforcing appropriate voice talent. I appreciate it and will any of you up on it as I work to rectify this. Finally, my personal neglect allowed racist violence to be perpetrated (laughs) on a black author, which makes me not just complicit in anti-black racism, but racist as well. I have to grapple with that and make amends. I'm not sure exactly how yet. But some find of concrete reparation is absolutely called for. I'm speaking with various folks who have reached out and who I've reached out to as well in order to figure out 
what that looks like. This letter is the beginning of the process of making amends. I know that words don't mean much without action to back them up. I'll be doing everything I can to make sure that nothing like this happens again. Yeah. Thanks for reading. Yeah, yeah, dude. Okay, so before we get to that uh, violence thing, um, how how Matt, how are the comments reacting to that? They're probably like, wow, thanks for apologizing. They're really appreciative and shit, right? No, it's, uh, well, there aren't any comments on the uh, side itself, but the Twitter reaction is like, basically, fuck you, you're a racist, go yeah. kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, who'd have, who'd have thunk that? No, that's... And again, as I mentioned, Regina Bradley did not accept the apology. I'm sorry, Regina. I'm, I'm, committing, I'm committing racist violence by mispronouncing her name. Yeah, I'm going to have to get one of the beat buttons. Because, um, you know what I call her? I call her Dr. Bradley because she has a fucking PhD, dude. I don't know when what, but, like, come on, dude. You know. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, respect, I'm a respectable, you know, I respect people. Like, she's got a PhD. You know, I call her Dr. Bradley. What do you, What were you guys in your cars thinking, huh? Um, but get the, get the filth out of your heads. Yeah, yeah. Stop thinking that thinking that terrible word um doctor right yeah doctor doctor you know not another one that ends with you know an r right <laughs> um a hard r but doctor listen listen i'm tired of all these doctors coming into my neighborhood driving down the property value and stealing my bikes but because doctors do that you know they do it. Doctors do it. But racist violent. Okay, at what point is any of this violence? I, I can't grasp that. I know they think that everything except property damage is violence, but this is like taxation is a uh, is, is something that happens under threat of government violence, right? Because they can lock you up. At no point is like this woman is slightly embarrassed and inconvenienced and will probably never work with this publication again. And that's I, I can understand like why she wouldn't. I mean, they really fucked up, but it's not violent. Nobody, her nose is not bleeding, and if it is, it's because she's like a stressed out fucking spurg, you know. And I think I don't know anything about this woman, but I'll bet like, oh, we don't accept your apology. It's her right to not accept the apology. I think that's that's perfectly reasonable for her to not accept the apology, but. I guarantee she's using this for her own personal internet gain. She's going to write an essay about this. Oh, 100%. 100%. The time that I had racist violence perpetrated upon me because... this, Yeah, th but yeah, this this is not violence. It's just a screw-up. It's a pretty egregious and avoidable screw-up. But... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they really... They screwed the pooch on this one super bad. Like, screwed the They screwed the pooch so hard, the pooch has got to wear a diaper now. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's... It's really bad. Like, and when I, I say this again, with full respect to you know our you know piece of shit company, but we wouldn't have even done that, and we're supposedly the bad guys, right? You know, everybody calls us evil and shit all the time. We at no point would have done this. You know why, Matt? Because you run a good fucking company. 
<laughs> yes, yes. It's yeah, yeah. These are, these, these are the same people who would fucking yell at us for you know being racist or whatever. But it's like it, it goes back to like all those sexual harassment scandals that a bunch of these woke lit mags have had. Like you know, there was the one months ago, and there was the one before that, and there was the one. There's a lot of them. They they just keep happening for some reason. Uh, yeah, nobody at Terror House has ever sexually harassed anyone. No, I have. Well, you don't count. Yeah, I mean, I but I I know I'm doing it, and I tell. Well, them. Well, to be more specific, we haven't sexually harassed any of our writers. Or, that that's or true. Subcontractors. Yeah, well, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, they're all ugly people. Authors are gross. But uh, you know, I mean, just random random women on Twitter, hundred percent. I've t- I've sent them tweets that said I am sexually harassing you. Um, <laughs> you know, they're very vague, but uh, still still quite threatening. I think you know, in a way. <laughs> I'd be like, my penis is is thinking about you. I haven't sent that I mean, one, but I should. That's a good one. I should get a Twitter just so I can just say that shit. I'd be like, my penis is thinking about you, Belle Delphine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you and a million other penises. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine if our collective penis? Uh, we might. Yeah, I think if 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 me and all of the other collective penises, maybe we could, you know, fill that gaping hole of what is that woman. Uh, I really don't know anything about her. I don't know why I'm trash talking the Brit uh, bitch. I know she's British, and I don't like that. But uh, outside of that, it's like I'm tired of seeing her titties everywhere. I'll tell you that. I'm tired of seeing her fucking tits. Well, she's she's what tits? Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, I don't know. I mean, like she's not an ugly broad, but it's like, are you having hallucinations, Bryden? Are, are you seeing some things that aren't there? Yeah, it's it's I don't know. I mean, they're there. They get they get, she got a nice A cup, but it's like I I'm tired of seeing her fucking tits. I don't care. I'm tired because you can tell that she is definitely the type of woman that like puts way more effort into the way she looks than the way she could actually be a good fuck. You know, like she wouldn't be good at it. She's just like well, too I mean, busy. I, I think I think she's just gross looking, but that's that's me. Eh, I don't know why she's gross looking. She looks like any other fucking twenty-two-year-old broad. Well, I mean, it's the way she, you know, the pink hair, you know, all the anime shit, you know. It's, yeah, that we and, should, the way she, yeah. and the way she self-consciously tries to act like a little girl. Oh yeah, dude, she was molested. I guarantee it. Oh, oh yeah. I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to, you know, breeze past all the obvious shit, dude. I'm just saying, I'm tired of seeing this broad's tits everywhere. Well, I mean, you know, now you now you can't. You know, I mean, you probably won't be able to do that anymore because you got banned from YouTube. So you'll need an only OnlyFans subscription for that. No, I'm still seeing posted everywhere. It's fucking irritating. Um, They're violating her intellectual property rights by doing that. Well, actually, yeah, technically by law, yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> I think so. Actually, that's uh, they're that... digitally molesting her. Well, I, th- I think it is kind of pirate. I wouldn't go that far, but I think it probably is a form of piracy. Yeah. Whatever. It's like I, I, I have no opinion of, of Delph- D- Belle Delphine is just a fucking fucking troll. I mean, you know, the main reason, the only reason people have ever heard of her is because of the gamer girl, uh, gamer right. girl bathwater. Yeah. Oh uh, well, no. I mean, she was pretty well known before then, just not in our circles. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing about the internet is like all these people can be fucking famous in their in their own right, and it's you know, I've never heard of it. Like. Have you ever heard of Davey 504? No, I haven't. All right, Davey 504 is this giant YouTuber that's just like this 
uh, Italian dude that plays the bass guitar and he like makes jokes and stuff. You've never heard of him, but he's giant. He's giant. He's huge. He makes a living doing that. So he's famous. And like, I'd recognize him on the street. I'd be like, Hey, you're the Davey 504 guy. Um, and he's great at bass. He's very good, uh, at, at, at playing bass guitar. Um, it's not too impressive, you know, but it's literally a job. I mean, he didn't even have to join a band. I'm sure he's in a band. I don't really don't know that much about the guy, but that's the first YouTuber that came to mind. Um, so, you know, Belle Delphine was doing very well. I imagine on Twitch, uh, you know, playing, playing video games and shit, uh, which the only guy you should watch play video games is me on D live. But like, I don't see the point. I don't watch people play video games. I don't see the fucking point. Of it. I think it's weird. Uh, but like she was big in her own thing. And then like, that's, she got so big that like the, the right wingers, uh, you know, the, the, the online racist started hearing about her is what it is. Cause I don't think you're famous until ICP fans have heard about you until the juggalos have heard about you. You're not famous. And whoop, whoop. whoop, whoop. Uh, and in the same vein though, like you're really not that internet famous until the fucking, you know, psychopath racists on, on Twitter for you, the goddamn schizophrenics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I had a, I had a, like, I had a brain fart there because you said Davey 504 and it's like, I, I, I confused him with someone else I used to know who also had 504 in the handle and was a schizophrenic, um, Klonopin. Oh yeah, no. This guy seems relatively normal. Uh, he's just yeah, some yeah. Italian. The guy, the guy I know, the guy I know who had five hundred four in his handle was a uh, uh, boozer and a schizophrenic and uh, a clonopin addict. And, uh, um, he sounds awesome. Hopefully, he has uh, put. Uh, hopefully, he has put a gun in his mouth in his trailer. No, he's a bad person. He's a real bad person. It's, no, I, I I sound I I sound like a cool guy. Brighton five hundred four. I sound good. Just like doing Kalanapin, just getting fucking blackout drunk in my trailer and like shooting myself. That sounds fucking sweet. Dude. Well, well, but you can't you can't use five hundred four because I I assume I assume the uh, uh, Davy five hundred four. You know that's derived from the area code for New Orleans because that's where he's from or something. I'm pretty sure he lives in Italy. So no, I don't know what it is. Um, again, I know very, I guess he's some Italian guy. I don't know. I don't know much about this guy. He's just the first one that I thought of and I regret bringing him up. I, it should have went with somebody else, but I couldn't think of another moderately successful YouTube guy. Um, huh. should have went with somebody we know like, um, uh, fucking, uh, Kevin Michael Grace or whatever. Uh, KMG's the man. If you, if you're listening to this, you don't know about fucking KMG. You ought to listen to him. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's great. just an old yeah. dude. Yeah, and Kevin Michael Grace. Yeah, he's a he's a friend of Terror House. You know, he does a stream every night. You know, he's 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 a smart he's a smart cookie. Go check his channel YouTube channel out. He always sits there. I used to have an impression of him. I can't do it anymore. But uh, uh, yeah, he's he, he's a great guy. He just sits there and is old and just talks. And you're like, that's smart. You're a smart guy, you old fuck. I like him. KMG's a solid dude. I like him a lot. Somebody apparently sent some super chat thing or whatever that was like, uh, you still haven't gone on Bryden's show. And this motherfucker, this Alzheimer's patient piece of shit had the audacity to say, uh, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have fought several times on Twitter over fucking made up bullshit. 
Wait, 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 wait. The Kevin Michael Gray said that? Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure if I talked to him, he'd be like, oh, yeah, Bryden. He probably doesn't remember saying that. He's like 187 years old. But, yeah, K- yeah KMG pretended he didn't know uh, He didn't know a brother. He acted like he didn't know a brother. It's, it's transgression. Yeah, always- That's a microaggression, as they say. He's always welcome to come on come on Terror House if he wants. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to have him on. He's a great guy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it uh, yeah hurt my feelings, man. You act like you don't know, brother. Are you serious? Now the person who sent that super chat thing obviously doesn't know that I haven't had a fucking podcast for <laughs> a really long time. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Your, your your name is just in a you know just connected to the word podcast you are you are the podcast made flesh kind of yeah i mean like i just i don't know i'm I'm everywhere i know that i fucking i'm trying to cut that out like i'm thinking i'm gonna um like i think i'm just gonna try to focus on painting like uh, i'm thinking i might not do so many streams Uh, you've uh you've uh picked that back up again yeah yeah recently it's been really fun it's really the only time that i'm happy to be honest with you is like painting all this shit um, and it's not good, you know, it's not good or anything, but it's like, it's fun to like turn on music and just paint a bunch of shapes and then decide what, uh, it is. Like I painted a crab yesterday. I didn't know it was a crab until about 25 minutes afterwards. And I'm like, Oh, it's a crab. So it's fun. It's fun. And then I just write, it's a crab on the back and I'm going to try to sell it on my website for eight bucks. You you were uh, you you were just expressing your your inner anguish, you know, and it manifested in the form of a crab, one of the uh, one of the most cantankerous creatures of the sea. Sure, yeah, I mean that's what that's what abstract art really is, right? Is uh, you get to tell me what you think it is? I don't give a shit. I already made it. I already did my part. You're <laughs> you're the one that's supposed to assign some game meaning to it. I think I'm just you know if you keep this up, like you know, I'm I'm gonna have to start following the painting streams closely and just like coming up with serious criticism and commentary on your paintings. Oh, they're, they're bad. I believe that they're bad, but I think that's part of the, uh, the artistic charm to it. I'm an outsider artist, bro. I, I have At- no official training because like that would be a waste of my money. And then I have to like go to a place and then be like, look at this naked dude. I'd be like, ah, and I just paint the penis and be like, why did you just paint the penis? I'd be like, well, it's all I can look at. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking, can you have him turn around or something? I don't, why do I got to get the, oh, now I'm looking at the butt. All right, sweet. So I got dick or butt. Just give me a shoulder. Why can't he just show me a shoulder? I don't sit here with dick or butt. This is terrible. They're like, sir, I don't care how much you paid for this. You have to leave. And I'm like, look at, they're going to pay. See, you're not yelling at her for painting the penis. Look at that. Ma'am, 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 ma'am. Are you looking at the penis? Ma'am, are you looking at the penis? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, and when, and when, and when you pass away, I'm gonna have to like write, publish a book about uh, the history of your artwork and you know about how you were a tortured genius. You literally should. You literally should, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna one up Van Gogh. I'm gonna cut my dick off and mail it to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you should. I think it'd be good. It'd be a good fucking piece of art about. Uh, you know, uh, you would, well, it'd be funny too. We could kind of just all, we could like make it up. So like all of it's shit. Right. But then you just write and publish a book just saying that I am like this fucking genius. So we just like, uh, we con everybody into thinking this gay shit is good. And I've got it's, tons it's a, of it's it. A, it. 
It'll be like a real life version of like uh, House of Leaves. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, we just make up a history entirely, dude. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Like I'm worth I, that way. I'm worth more dead than alive, right? So I'll, like the last piece that I'm gonna do, I'm gonna get like the biggest canvas that I can afford, uh, and I'm gonna fucking shoot myself. I'm gonna paint a little bit. I'm gonna shoot myself onto the canvas. And it'll be my final piece of art. And that, that shit will sell for millions, dude. We'll just make all this crap up. It'll be great. I get to go down as a legend. So I'll be able to have achieved hero status in my life, uh, you know, it, it, through death. So I'll feel really good about it. And I won't know the plan either worked or didn't work. But we'll just make up all this crap. Just build up a plethora of, of, of you know, crap through Terror House. Of just like, look, and here is clearly what he was uh, going through when he was stoned and drunk and painting it's a crab 11 26 2020 <laughs> uh canvas suicide was bryden's attempt to recreate the artistry of the 1997 canadian art film vivid in his own unique and nihilistic way well no the last one the last one where i kill myself has to be about uh birth well you know it's you know that that also works no, I'm just thinking of the gayest shit that people would fucking buy. Well, Vivid is a very fucking gay film, so oh, I've know. never seen it. I don't care about Canada you're, or anything they do. You're not. You're you're missing absolutely nothing. Like the premise of it is like uh, the only reason people know about it is because Carrie Wooher was in it. Uh, she was that uh, she was that chick from Sliders with the huge fake tits. Um, and the premise is about an artist who's like sexually frustrated and can't paint and eventually he just loses it and like starts fucking his girlfriend on the canvas and they start selling uh, well covered in paint and they start selling those canvases for millions of dollars and it's you know and it's and it's awesome shit and it's bad dude i've sold i've sold two paintings uh and after that i quit painting for like a year because i felt so bad about it <laughs> i was like who would buy this shit hey he's a great guy but it's displayed next to his, you know, uh, George Lincoln Rockwell. Uh, that he's, got... <laughs> uh, he's got a big old picture of George Lincoln Rockwell. And he's got a couple of my paintings, uh, which is good. I mean, it's flattering. But, yeah, I got so depressed about it. I, I quit painting for a year. I was like, fuck that. So like, I don't like the idea of painting it, uh, like selling any of that shit. Because it's like, then you're just a grifter. You know, this shit is bad. It's not good. It's a thing to do. It's entertaining for me to be a fucking child and like be an asshole and just yell at a canvas and shit and just be an asshole. But selling shit and buying, I feel the same way about like stories and stuff. So like maybe I'm going to, I'm going to burn down the terror. I have the address. Now. I'm going to burn down the terror house headquarters. Good luck. It's literally just a mailbox. Well, I don't like the postal service either. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, I would personally do like, a, like a Brian painting. I would put it next to my, uh, my uh, velvet painting of uh, Charles Manson that I will also buy. Dude, Charles Manson was a fun guy. Uh, no, I mean that's 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 the problem. Is I think everybody uh, that I know would be like, oh, this is a Bryden painting. But it's like, it's not because it's good. It's just because I'm a infamously dickhead person. Uh, and they're like, oh, how drunk do you think? How many pills do you think he had when he, you know, put his penis on this one? Like, it's 
you know, I don't know. I, I, I sometimes fear. I've talked to you about the um, the human zoo, right? And like how a lot of the streams, I think that it's just kind of a human zoo. People just like to watch me get drunk and mad. And uh, that's not art. But neither is stand-up comedy. You know, what is art, Matt? Like, what is fucking art? A painting of a horse. That's what art is. I, I guess. I mean, you know, painting your dick is, I, I guess, could be considered art in some context. No, I think it's just a funny prank to do. You paint your dick to uh, look like Shrek? That's hilarious. You should do that. It's funny. I mean, I mean, Momus was part of, uh, I mean, not Momus, uh, um, he was part of it, uh, by, by Cynthia Castor Plaster, like, uh, Plaster Castor years ago. She did, like, an exhibit. She does, I think she still does exhibitions of, like, molds of people's penises, famous people's penises. That's kind of awesome, though, but that seems more like a hobby and less like art. It just kind of seems like a really funny hobby. Like I think Momus participated in the he wrote a song about uh, about about the experience. That's pretty cool. Uh, do some Terror House news because I got to go pee in the uh, and get a beer. Uh, a yeah, wonderful big, beer. big, big, fantastic, fantastic news. Uh, the White Swan by Faisal Marzipan, aka the Lebanitarian, is out now. You can get it at TerrorHousePress.com, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and other retailers. The links will be in the description. Uh, as with all of our releases, it is on sale this weekend for 40% off. You can get that exclusively at terrorhousepress.com. That is if you're listening to this on Sunday. If you're listening to it uh, on any day other than uh, Sunday when it goes out, you're just out of luck. And all of our books, because it's Black Friday, Black Friday weekend, are on sale for up to 50% off at terrorhousepress.com, including such classics as Letters from a Heartbroken Pervert by Richard Power, Masculinity Amidst Madness by Ryan Landry. With Light and Dust by Xenon and Fish Lou. Uh, two books by Benjamin Welton. Three books by Andy Nowicki. All of them are on sale for up to 50% off at TerrorHousePress.com. All of our merch is on sale for 15% off. Again, you can get that at TerrorHousePress.com. This deal ends today, Sunday. If you're listening to it on Sunday, go and get your swag before it's too late. Get our books. They're all great. Buy White Swan. That's fantastic, too. Um, and if you're not listening to this on Sunday, well, you probably should subscribe to the YouTube channel and to our, uh, RSS feed, anchor page, Spotify, where all this is, uh, posted on Sunday. So you can be the first to get this hot, exciting terror house radio action delivered to your earbuds as soon as it goes live. Is Brian back? I'm back, back, baby. I'm back. That was perfect timing. Yeah, I'm good at it. I'm good at it. My, like after I'm done having sex with your mom, she's like, "That was exactly the right amount of sex." Don't go there. What to your mom's house? I, I'm there all the time, dude. Thanksgiving was a hoot. <laughs> I stuffed that turkey. <laughs> uh... Yeah, she made that sound. <laughs> it's good. What is it with you and the mama jokes? I don't know, because they're timeless? I, I guess. Yeah, I'll bet you would. I, I was a guest at your mother's house when I was fucking her! Terror House Radio. Yeah, Terror, Terror, Terror House Radio. The blackest yo mama joke, joke, joke. 
We ought to get a soundboard. That'd be good. We ought to just get a fucking soundboard. That'd be hilarious. Just start doing morning zoo shit. I'd love it. Except they're all like racist. It's like, uh, you know, instead of fart sounds or whatever, it's just like, I'm like, <laughs> we just lean into that part. Uh, yeah, just like, you know, like, like, like baked Alaska's, uh, you know, live stream playlist. Yeah. Yeah. We just, yeah. We have that. Uh, we won't, I, we won't be cruising. We won't be cruising into a Walmart blowing that stuff. But you know, we'll hope you'll find you'll find it entertaining all the same. The funniest thing I think that's ever happened ever uh, was that clip of baked <laughs> running uh, through a Walmart, going no, 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 <laughs> come on, guys, no, no, it's, it's just blasting the N word. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen you know i wouldn't do that i because i'm not a crazy person uh but you know nobody should try to fight him for it because that's also crazy but him running through a walmart going no 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 <laughs> i still sometimes watch that well that, that whole stream was great content with with uh with sammy what's her face or oh, tammy or yeah. whatever her name was yeah i don't know about him giving money to to women and shit like that i think that's retarded but oh man just the blast well i bit. i think i think the context of that was like you know he was just streaming with her and then people just started like you know giving tons of money into in Streamlabs tips that was intended for her so he just took that money you know and gave it to to her because that's what the people wanted yeah, those people also want to see him get murdered, all right? So I say fuck those people. <laughs> like, you know, they're not they're not great people. They're trying to get him killed all the time. But uh yeah, him running through that Walmart. No, 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 no. Guys, come on. <laughs> is amazing. It's the funniest thing that like I I I will still watch that from time to time. I'm like, "Oh, it's so funny, dude." Um, you know, I I bakes my boy. I've known him for years and I I I wish him the best. I hope he doesn't get fucking murdered. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I mean, I, I, I absolutely cannot condone what he's doing, but I absolutely will watch it uh, online and laugh at it. Oh yeah, I don't even watch it. I, I, I don't uh, care about it because it's usually just him talking and stuff. And if I wanted to talk to him, I'd just send him a text and be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm in some weird place or whatever." But uh, yeah, so I don't care about that. Uh, I care about the clips, and man, some of those are real funny. Um, I wouldn't do it, you know. But I also like, I, you know, like, think of this, like, Evil Knievel, right? I wouldn't do any of that shit. Yeah. Still fucking awesome, you know. It's just, oh uh, hell yeah. Well, it's kind of like, um, uh, it, it reminds me of. Uh, uh, do you remember that bit in Kentucky Fried Movie? Where the guy's like, he's the daredevil and he's like, you know, he just daredevil does all these stunts or whatever. So he puts on this helmet like Evil Knievel, all of that. He's got cape, I think, and all that crap. He's like, like he's going to get on a motorbike. But he goes over, stands in the middle of a group of guys playing dice and just shouts the N-word and starts running. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's funny, man. It's uh, Kentucky Fried Movie is good. It, uh, that's a classic from the 70s. Uh, yeah, we've we've talked about that. It's a, it's a good movie. It's super good. It's super good. It's worth watching. A lot of titties in that movie too. Yeah, so I mean, that's not really much of a selling point now, but yeah, like at the time. Still... Well, at the time it was, but like you know, titties are everywhere now. 
Well, it's like I was talking about on uh, the Beckloff's thing yesterday. It's like it's weird to think about how we have seen more tits than it, it, just in our in our, our short lifetimes thus far than you know our, our grandfathers did in their entire lives. Well, not just our grandfathers. Like I've said, like probably all of our male ancestors put together. I mean, honestly, yeah. Titties used to be a big deal. Titties were a big deal. Do you remember when you were like in the sixth grade? Titties were a huge deal. I remember jerking off to Maxim magazine because they had bikini babes in them or whatever. You know, this is you know this pre-internet. Plus, oh, yeah, I was scared yeah. to like find always... internet porn and shit because I was a kid. You know. Yeah, we all we all stole our our parent uh, mom's underwear mags and shit like that. You know, and uh, I stole you know, your mom's was... underwear. Uh, when I was when I was a uh, I think I was, when I was uh, twelve or thirteen or whatever I can't remember exactly. Um, I was uh, my family was with my uh, grandparents for Christmas and my grandparents had uh, you know illegal uh, paper paper view uh, you know cable channels set up. You know they were they were stealing uh, you know Cinemax and Playboy Channel and all that. And uh, I was uh, I was sleeping in the the basement uh lounge area where they had like a separate tv and you know and uh you know and the couch and all that and uh after everyone went to bed you know i was i was scanning the uh i was scanning the channels to find playboy and i eventually did find titties uh do you want to know what the titties were part of uh the offer one for show eyes wide shut Uh, ah yeah yeah i stumbled in the middle of the orgy scene yeah do you remember? And tra- I think that I, I think that fucked me up for life because it was like, holy shit, titties, and it's like, this is terrifying, dude. I when I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, it is like it feels wrong when you're a kid, and honestly, because it is wrong because you're fucking eight, you know, <laughs> like well, it's well, it's not well, it's not just like you know the titties wrong. It's the fact that it was the orgy scene and eyes wide shut. Yeah, yeah, it's a rough one. It's a hard one to get through. Um, I. I it's it's just now occurring to me. I can't remember this kid's name, uh, but he was the first kid I knew with a PlayStation Two, and him and I used to play Dark Age of Camelot all the time. And like, I think like he was the, he, like his dad like wasn't in the picture anymore. I don't know why or whatever, but uh, I remember watching like seventies VHS porn, like at his house, and it's just now occurring to me like. Where did he get that? It was clearly his mom's. Why did his ugly, weird, chain-smoking indoors mom own porn? <laughs> I mean, That's a very good question. Yeah, because it was like I, maybe it wasn't the set, maybe it wasn't seventies porn. It was like uh, I think it was like nineties porn or whatever. Because it was um, uh, you remember what's that one Asian bitch Asia whatever. Carrera? Yeah, yeah, I think it was her. Um, yeah, but yeah, like, why Why did his... Where did he get that VHS porn? It was clearly his mom's. What was his mom doing with VHS porn? What type of house was I... Ch- well, I was in a house that his mom chain-smoked cigarettes in. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's weird. Not good. Not good. I, I, I just assume that kid's dead now. I assume most of the people that I grew up with are dead from heroin these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's a generally, a generally a safe assumption or, well, you know, West they, Virginia. So like literally, yeah, they're probably dead. Yeah. The people, the people I grew up with are probably just, uh, you know, 
dead from suicide after watching their stock portfolios tank. Ah, that's the saddest. It's the saddest way to go, really. I mean, like, sure, maybe people's back surgeries got them addicted to the oxycontins, and then, you know, because of uh, the war, every you know heroin got super cheap. And yeah, maybe it was all part of a big CIA plot. Um, but you know what's really sad is when people's portfolio is in the red. That's something that's relatable to me. I hate it. Yeah. Well, I, I went to a I went to a rich school on a scholarship, so you know. Uh, Ooh, here comes Rich Matthew. Matthew. I was on a scholarship. Sir Matthew Forney, sire. I was on a scholarship. I was. I was not rich. Oh, Matthew! Please, Matthew, are you, are you enjoying the quail? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like. Why is this bitch chain smoking cigarettes and just like it's super easy for us to access his mom's VHS porn, his mom's interracial VHS porn? What's going on? You know, interracial porn. Well, yeah, oh, I mean, an Asian. Well, she was Asian. Yeah, yeah, they count. I mean, as... I guess. I mean, she's. I think she's only like half Asian. So I don't know. I just remember thinking she was the hottest, and she ended up. Uh, what she ended up being like kind of a big deal. She was like the first. Uh, uh, like woman, uh, director of porn and all that shit. She ended up being kind of a big deal. Yeah, you know, she was the first crossover porn celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that the Asia Carrera? Is that her name? Yeah, that was her. Yeah, that was her stage name. Yeah, well, that's the only one that matters. Uh, Asia Carrera. Is that her? Um, do, 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 do. yeah. I mean, nineteen seventy three. Kind of looks like uh, it's probably her. Um. Oh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, Asia Carrera. Oh, apparently she got arrested for drunk driving once. Looks rough without oh, that makeup. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she looks uh, she looks rough. Well, she's an old lady now, but, um, you know, she had a good career. Good for her. She, you know, she got yeah, kids she and shit out. now. Yeah. Came out married and, you know, became a Mormon or something. Or... Yeah, no, this is definitely the broad. I mean, or maybe it's not. I don't know. They kind of all look alike, but, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the broad. Um. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was. Amazing. She, she She looks way. She looks way more Asian without her makeup. Yeah. 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 Well, they probably put the makeup on her to make her look more, you know, white, because that was kind of what porn was. Um. You know, it was just like white people. Banging. This is a ratio. This is a ratio of people of color. Yeah, well, I mean, now, you know, black, black people have come a long way because they're the only people in porn. <laughs> just just blacks the... and Jews. That's the only people in porn these days. And then, for no reason at all, the porn industry's profits took a huge dive. Well, I think it was probably the internet. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Why is all porn, like, every porn is just, like, Look, here's a black person having sex with a Jew. What happened? Like, the 70s, it was all white people. You know? I mean, it was run by Jews. But then, after a while, I guess those porn producers just had daughters, and they were like, yeah, fuck it, do it. I don't give a shit. And then they were like, you know who will work for nothing? The blacks. Well, there's... I don't know who said this on Beckloff's show last night. 
interesting. But, you know, probably just down to the fact that, like, the, the better-looking ones, like, the better-looking, like, whites or whoever, you know, they could just go on OnlyFans and, you know, uh, make tons of money that way. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the ones, the ones who are stuck doing triple anal, uh, the blacks. Yeah. No, I mean, that's true. That's something, yeah, I forgot we talked about that yesterday was, like, uh, all, because we were talking about, what's that one, uh, with wood rocket or whatever that terrible wood freaking... rocket wood rocket the greatest channel on youtube oh no dude it's so rough it's a hard thing to get through i i yeah it's it's hard i mean I, like how, how is it rough i figured it would be right up your alley dude like the kind of shit you would love to laugh about no because like around the fourth time that it's just some ugly meth addicted bitch being like yeah and i was on set and then they shit all over me and we were like gross it's like that's what that is, then. It's just nothing but poop. That's what the porn industry is. It's nothing but accidental diarrhea. Constantly. And, and, the, and, and the sponges. Don't forget the sponges. Oh, yeah. And then fucking people forgetting the sponges in there. Nasty pussies. It's gross, dude. It's gross. Like, that's... I mean, movie magic really, you know, does a lot. That, uh... Jeez. Yeah, it's rough stuff. I don't like it. Um... You know, not that I'm like a huge porn guy or anything like that. Uh, I think it's a pretty terrible industry filled with a bunch of addicts and, well, and Jews. But, you know, addicts. Uh, you know, the exploitation of just like seriously retarded people, you know. Um, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm The libertarian me is split on this. Um, is it okay to fucking exploit these fucking retards? Because it's like, clearly, they probably weren't going to do much else. What they, they're going to make more money for a little while than they were at McDonald's, and they're just going to fucking overdose on fucking something anyway, dude. Um, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like guys in the hood or whatever, like, trying their hand at rapping or playing basketball. Most of them aren't going to make it, but some of them will be Asia Carrera. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. I mean, these are like, we're losing nothing but retards. You know, I think the exploitation, I wouldn't do it. I think the exploitation aspect of it is kind of wrong, but it's like, what the fuck else were these idiots supposed to do? Sit in their trailer and do meth? Like, at least they're, you know, in nice houses in Hollywood and in and, and Las Vegas doing meth. I mean, there was, there was a, there was a porn producer like, uh, like about a, uh, well, more than a decade ago, I think he's dead now from an overdose who talked about this subject and was like, yeah, like the, the, the women you see in porn, they all have a room temperature IQ and like they're they're all whores like and, and he said, like, the easiest way to, you know, have sex with a porn star is like just to walk up to them and whip your dick out and they'll just instinctively like just start sucking on it. God, that's weird. Like a Pavlovian response. Let me see if penis. I can find that uh, find that piece. Yeah, that's I. You know, uh, I, I don't no, know. I is mean, it okay? I mean, the, really, the question comes down to like, and the answer ultimately is yes. Because if you're going with like the Nietzschean stance on things, is it is it okay to exploit fucking actual idiots? And it's like, yeah, it probably is. It probably is okay to just fucking you know, because like, what are they going to like? What does Amazon Amazon do? It exploits fucking morons. You know, these commies want to talk about, like, oh, seizing the means of production and, like, all these workers and stuff as if every fucking one of the workers is Trotsky. They're not. They're fucking retards, dude. Most people who work in these fucking positions are stupid as shit. Yeah, I found I found I found the piece that I was talking about. I'll I'll read some excerpts. It's not very long. Um, this is from it, the guy who wrote this was named Chico Wang, and he is uh, he is uh, dead. 
He was found dead in a motel room in Northern California. So way to uh, go. In 2007. Uh, here's what a whore is in any relation to the adult business. A whore is any girl who fucks for money. I would say that 90% of girl, the girls in the industry hate what they do and fuck only for money. I would also say that 99% of the girls in the industry hate getting ass fucked, but do it only for the money. I would also say that 99% of the girls in the industry have serious issues, issues such as, but not limited to previous bouts with rape, incest, molestation, drunk, drug abuse, pimp boyfriends, etc. Yeah. Most of an IQ of room temperature. Most do not have automobiles. Most do not have bank accounts. Most do not and cannot acquire a credit card. Most squander all their porn earnings almost immediately. Most want a penniless and return to the business because their job skills relegate them to a lifelong search for a drug-dealing sugar daddy or public assistance. Most have complete lack of self-esteem. These are societal problems that cannot be blamed on an adult industry which neither cares or should care. The fact that I could call a new porn girl a fucking whore, and when I explain myself, they shower me with hugs as I tell them that they should suck as much dick as possible to get ahead tells you a lot. Yes, I coach these girls, too, on how to be the best whore they can be. It's more of a longevity and monetary issue as opposed to a derogatory one. Here's an interesting story. I usually have whores running rampant around my abode. When a friend asks me how he can get blown by these whores, I tell him to go up next to them and pull out their peckers. It's the easiest way. Why? These girls are conditioned to suck dick. When there's a dick in front of them, they look like a deer caught in the headlights and don't know what to do. Its instinct for them is to suck it until it coats the back of their throats with nut butter. Now tell me this. Do you think the girls in the industry love what they do? Nearly every scene ends in a facial. Can you really fathom how truly degrading this act really is? Can you really fathom how truly degrading it is to suck off five complete strangers and gulp down their ball, ball slot and have to pretend they loved every minute of it? Can you really fathom how truly degrading it is to suck on a dick that's been pulled out of your own asshole which smells like complete shit? Gross. They do it for the money, and that's what makes them whores. Let me repeat, that's what makes them whores. No, I mean, that's completely true. a lot of you forget how so many DVDs exactly what the reality is. You fall into a trap of fantasy land thinking these girls love what they do. If there was no paycheck involved, the female talent pool would drop to nothing. They don't do it for the sheer love of it. They get drilled in the asshole. They take a mug full of cum. They fuck complete strangers because of one reason only. They are whores. Get out of fantasy land and really think about it. Yeah, of course. I don't think anybody thinks that porn stars are anything but whores. Uh, it's just a, it's a nice little fucking legal loophole that we have. Uh, is that, you know, like if I buy a prostitute and I don't have a camera there, it's all of a sudden a crime. You know, isn't that fucking weird? I mean, theoretically, you could open you could open up a brothel and as long as you just film everything, it's legal. Yeah. You know, well, I well. mean, you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to get to meet takers because, uh, you know, not a whole lot of dudes are going to be willing to get filmed. Uh, fucking right. uh, but, you know, it's it's perfectly legal. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's a dumb legal loophole. So, like, the, I mean, the question is, you know, is it is it fine to take advantage of the just terminally retarded? Like, because that's what fun. they are. They're fucking stupid. Yeah, it's it's not fine. I mean, but I well, mean, I'm not for like it. I'm not for it. But the thing, the thing is, I mean, like, this comes down to a morality question, you know. Just because it's against my, you know, against like eating meat is against my my personal morals, right? But you know, I mean, it just because it's is not against everybody else's, except like the Hindus and shit. So what make what makes this so fucking wrong or or right? Like it's not an industry that I would be involved in, and I do think it is bad, but like I wouldn't ban it. 
You know, I don't see the point in fucking banning it. Aren't they better off? You know, wouldn't they just be smoking meth in a trailer park doing the same shit for less money? I'm not even I'm not even sure if it's I'm not even sure if it's less money because like uh you know have you ever seen uh have you ever seen uh, uh Hot Girls Wanted? No. Uh it's it's a documentary from a few years ago about like the rise of amateur porn and it's like all these uh all these uh you know seemingly normal suburban girls you know will answer ads to like you know oh hot models are wanted you know come we'll fly uh, you down to miami and is it and, about uh, the, you is, know. is it about the girls do porn company the guy that ended up going to jail no 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 this was before that uh this was just about like regular porn producers they they, they would pay I, I i would think like two thousand or three thousand for like a like an amateur you know like a first time porn star it's like you know the, the novelty of it uh but these are girls like they're not hurting for money i mean like you know they they go through the they know a couple of the girls like they've got you know parents are still married you know they've got loving parents you know family intact family life and they just go and do porn and it also shows like like after you because because of you know the the bottom has just fallen out of the industry um if you want to keep working in porn, you have to start doing more degrading shit almost immediately. Like there's one scene of a girl who's like training with like a supersized dildo for a for a porn shoot because like yeah. and that's her second shoot. Like the the first one is like just a regular board girl sex scene, and like on scene the next scene she does is a supersized dildo. Yeah, yeah. that's rough. I yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. Is it, is it wrong to take advantage of fucking, this is something I've struggled with, I guess, like, uh, ever since I used to be a telemarketer that conned old ladies out of their social security checks for nonprofits, right? Is like, is that the wrong thing to do? Well, if they're stupid, then it seems like, if it seems like to me, you know, at least right now, and, and probably I'll get more drunk later and like get all sad about like people, because it's not good what happens. But if stupid people get taken advantage of, isn't that just kind of the way of the world? You know, and that's maybe that's I mean, it's what's made the world good is stupid people get taken advantage of. That's why their ideas don't rise to the top because they're too stupid. But, uh, you know, when you get into areas with like the uh, if you go uh, and look up like the girls do porn uh, lawsuit and all that, that guy ended up in jail, I believe. Uh, they would put up things with like, oh yeah, well, they, thousand well, dollars for bikini. They were, they were just, they were just straight up lying and coercing people. Yeah, yeah, it was like really bad. That's violence. Like that's actual violence, and that's you know, I, I'm anti-violence, but and I'm anti-coercion. But if somebody is Brian's stupid, he hippie. I straight up am kind of just a dumb libertarian hippie, dude. I should probably get dreadlocks. I get it, but I'm an evil hippie, is what I am. But if you, like, is it not the way of the world that the fucking weak are taken advantage of by the more strong, the more cunning, the, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a lie, I think, to say, and, and this is like all, again, this is disregarding all of, like, the effects that porn has on young minds and stuff like that. It's a completely different conversation. Um, I'm just thinking the industry-wise does it matter that these people are taken advantage of? And I'm kind of erring on the side that no, it doesn't matter that they're taken advantage of. Yeah, like they're they were just gonna be a loser anyway. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see that, but uh, you know, 
like going back to uh, you know like hot girls wanted i mean it's not just limited to like the really stupid people anymore because because a lot of like you know again going back to that sounds movie, like they're pretty uh, fucking stupid matt well like the logic that lures them in is like you know it's a ton of money and for from what their perspective is it's not really work because like oh i get paid to have sex i like sex who doesn't like sex okay let me ask you this um you ever you ever bought a car that later you're like, ah, this, this thing's a piece of shit. Is it the car? Is the car salesman an asshole, or was it you that made the poor choice? Well, if the guy lied to me. No, 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 no. I'm not saying they lied. You know, they just they told you the good parts about it and not the bad parts. That's what sales is. You tell people the good parts about you know the the, the well, car. That's that's lying by omission. What? That's sales. I'm supposed to. That's you should as a smart person go. Okay, how many miles does it have? I don't want to lead with it's got 150,000 miles on it. I want to lead with check out these leather seats. You know, it's it's up to you to make the right decisions. And if you make the wrong decisions, then you're an idiot. You got fucked. Literally, in this case, with the porn girls. I mean, you know, that's, 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 you know, that's fair. I mean, it just comes down to, like, a weird morality question. Like, it's... Uh, yeah, I yeah, like I mean, is is are those producer people assholes? Like, of course, they're probably shitty people, you know, in general in their in their day to day life. But is taking advantage of these fucking retards the worst thing that they do? I mean, the worst thing that they do is probably you know the pimping and trafficking and stuff. And again, we're leaving that out of there. I'm not saying these people are good people. I don't want this to be taken out of context or misconstrued into I think that porn producers are great people because I don't. Um, it's just kind of a, an interesting question to me. It's like, should, is it okay? I mean, are they being exploited and is it okay even if they are? Because like, I look at any type of, uh, like underpaid worker as being exploited, but if they're happy, you know, then is that exploitation? I mean, like all labor, you know, for like Amazon, for example, is exploitation, right? But you know, when do you border on gay Marxist bullshit? And when do you just like realize the natural hierarchy of the world, which is that the, 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 the mentally deficient, uh, will be taken advantage of by more cunning people. Natural hierarchy of the world. Okay. Bootlicker. Uh, okay. Commie. Fuck you. You know, <laughs> like Matt's my boss and I consistently scream at him. And call him a gay fucking retard all the time, like daily. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot, commie faggot, like all the time. He's my fucking boss, and I scream at him constantly. So yeah, bootlicker, yeah. Once you, you know what? Bootstraps, buddy. I like bootstraps. How's that? Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know, it's funny. I I I, I watched a video from a from a, a certain. Uh, uh, a, a certain political party, and they were talking about how the bootstrap myth has destroyed America. And like, even I was looking what? at that. And it's like, shut the fuck up. No, hard work will oftentimes. I mean, there, 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 there are exceptions for sure. I mean, I've had bad jobs, but hard work will more often than not give you positive results. But what you have to do is go: how much work am I putting in versus what am I getting in return? And that's something you have to be constantly aware of, you know, how much, how much work am I putting in versus what my, my take back is dude, 
getting off of your fucking ass and working is a good thing. And it should be something that we encourage as a society is not to sit on your ass and go, I'm sure this podcast is going to take off. I'm sure this Instagram photo is going to get me that, you know, freaking endorsement for whatever fake Chinese Kylie Jenner makeup. Like, you know, you eat a dick. Fuck you. It's it's dumb. We ought to encourage hard work. Hardworking people are better than a lazy layabouts, you know, like Karl Marx. Yeah, or, or the people I was talking about who just want the government to give them money to sit on their ass and oh, listen to gay podcasts. I love those guys. I love those guys. The whole, like, I want to just... The government should just give me money, and this is a very serious pandemic. How many people do you think are, are like, just saying things are a very serious pandemic and all that shit because they're hoping that this ultimately uh, amounts to them getting, like, a monthly fund from the government to sit around and, like, call things gay on the internet? Well, you'd think that dream would have been dashed, oh, I don't know, months ago when the government issued exactly one $1,200 check and cut the unemployment bonus back in July. Yeah, you would think. You would think. But, you know, California still exists. Bunch of hopeful actors out there who are like, I don't even have to do acting gigs. I can just lay around and not see my friends. It's a dream for some people. No, I mean, it's a dream for me, too. But it's like, I get bored. You know? I get bored. I like working. I get bored. Like, I don't like working all the time, but I like to work. Because I get fucking bored. And I like the bank account money thing going up. I don't like it when it goes down, Matt. I like it when it goes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money is money is good. Well, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel safe. You know? Yeah. It also I mean, means you can uh, you can uh, you can afford to live. Yeah, that's also important. But I mean, once you're past the affording to live shit, then it just makes you feel safe when you build this nice safety cocoon around you. Of like, ah, even if I break my leg, I'll be okay. I mean, what that is is like, uh, have we ever? We've never talked about terror management theory on here, right? No. Okay, something I've been getting into. Uh, you know, I've been talking to you about like Ernest Becker and shit. Um, yes. So I encourage everybody to check out Ernest Becker's Denial of Death. Um, uh, Sheldon Solomon has a bunch of um, uh, a bunch of, of of lectures and stuff. He's kind of like an expert on terror management theory and, and Ernest Becker, uh, and he has this book that I haven't fucking even looked at called uh, the 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 Worm at the Core. Um, but what it is, what terror management theory is, is the idea that everything that we do is uh, an attempt to deny the fact that we are uh, defecating soft creatures. So everything that we, everything that we do, like as we try to achieve heroism in, in any way, be it like making a bunch of money, you know, uh, uh, being famous, being a good person being really good at our jobs, you know, any of that, uh, is, is this denial of the fact that we are one in a million fucking nothing dying, rotting pieces of shit. Because the last thing that anybody ever wants to think about is the fact that we are finite in our existence. We are just smarter monkeys. Uh, and, that we are truly insignificant. So we create all of these things 
in our heads. Like I am, you know, I, I am a successful anything, you know, you're a McDonald's manager, anything like that. Or like, I'm uh, good at painting. I uh, am the, am the founder of terror house magazine, you know, all of these things that ultimately equate to the same end. Nothing. We're denying the idea that we're going to die because the idea of dying fills us with with great terror so we have to create all of this crap to remind ourselves <coughs> deny to ourselves that we are you know like I, i'm gonna leave a legacy i will leave this behind a little piece of me be it be like children something like that i will leave this piece of me behind and therefore live forever no one wants to think about the fact that they're going to fucking die except me i love thinking about it i i, I do it every day all the time but Terror management theory is 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 that we're denying this idea of not only our own death, but our, as Becker put it, creatureliness. The fact that we are just soft pieces of meat out there that could die at any moment. Great soft jelly things. Yeah, yeah. The way uh, the way Sheldon Solomon put it that I really like is, um, I'm spam without a can, but I've got a plan. And I think that's funny. It's kind of a boomer thing, but I like it. I encourage everybody to go and look into uh, Ernest Becker, Sheldon Solomon, terror management theory, all that stuff. Because, you know, I've been I've been for a while trying to find I mean, they're they're experimental sociologists, so they're not technically philosophers because they got like gay science and studies and stuff that they've done behind it, uh, which is super interesting. But, you know, I've been looking for, I've been saying there's not uh, anybody, you know, in like the antinatalist authors and stuff like that, that have been dark enough for me. That's because I've been looking at fucking philosophy. I hadn't been looking at experimental sociology, which is like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you're, you're just going to die. It's sad that we're aware that we're going to die. And now it's a whole thing. Because Becker talked about the awe, the terror, and the mystery of the universe so it's not all bad you know we cannot truly realize the awe of the universe and how incredible everything like the fact that we're alive is quite incredible and it's awe-inspiring to the point that we we can't really even think about it the terror is 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 death and how big everything is and how and 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 <clears throat> you know how we could die of a brain aneurysm at any moment you could die right now listening to this podcast you could just have a brain aneurysm you wouldn't know you just die you just know and they can happen at any moment there's probably a cancer growing in you right now that i don't know 30 40 years from now it's going to be terminal you don't know and then that's the other thing is the mystery is you're going to live and die without knowing a damn thing you're going to live and die without knowing a damn thing about why you're here how you got here or what happens afterwards because if you're being true with yourself that is the truth you don't really know when we look at religions it's an act of faith you don't truly know you're taking it on faith now there's i've talked to some weird orthodox people recently that are like i can scientifically prove that and it's all just weird dumb logic and and that shit is dumb i admire faith and i think it's necessary for society but you know give me a break you don't know uh, that that's true. You believe that that's true. But yeah, terror management theory is crazy, and I encourage people seriously go check out Ernest Becker. Um, it's uh, so, so. So what you're saying, Bryden, is uh, you can't know in the next five minutes whether or not you're going to heaven. Nope, can't know. 
Not with not with 100% certainty. Not with 100% certainty. Oh, this is going to be this is going to make some for some uh, fun internet arguments. Yeah, good for them. I mean, a bunch of fucking religious nerds, go ahead. I'm fucking I'm in a Nietzsche, all right? We don't like the the whole fucking religious thing. Have fun with your goddamn pedophile church and shit, nerds. But it's like uh, you know, no, you can't know. You can believe, and that's fine. And what that is is, you know, that's a way for you to cope with the fact that you're going to fucking die and that you don't know what anything is. I don't know what to do with this information. It's not made me happier. I know that. You know, um, there's got to be a way to exploit it. If you know the rules of the game, you can find a cheat for it, right? But yeah, that's, you know, that's what it is. I mean, everything is... Like, I mean, can you at least agree with me that, like, religion is based on faith? And that's a good thing, you know. But, like, you can't know with certainty. Oh, yeah. You can believe, which is different than knowing. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you that. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not against religious people, dude. I'm, I, I've said many times in here, I'm for religion. I think it's good. I think that you nimrods really need religion because otherwise, like, if everybody believed what I believe, the whole world would fall apart. Nobody would do anything. We'd just sit around getting drunk. It'd be terrible. You know, we'd fall apart in a day. Not everybody should believe what I would believe. Which, when you think about it, is kind of, you know, Nietzsche's Ubermensch and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm a real fucking piece of work. I'm a real piece of shit moron. I'll tell you that. Everybody's stupid except me, right? <laughs> that That's, like, perfect for, like, a fucking drop. <laughs> what? Everybody's stupid except me. <laughs> yeah, that and also I'm a piece of shit. I mean, I'll tell you I'm a piece of shit, dude. I'm sitting here drinking a beer I don't even like, you know. And I'm going to drink 12 of these beers that I don't even like. All right? Like, would you sit and drink 12 sodas? Or like, oh, I don't like fucking Diet Dr. Pepper, even though no, it tastes like regular Dr. Pepper, because it does. Would you sit and drink 12 of them? Of course not. No, I'm drinking 12 beers because I'm a fucking alcoholic loser, dude. I'm going to drink all 12 of these. And the other three beers in the fridge that I don't like. Because that's what's there. I will drink disgusting shit because it gets me drunk. You know, that's that's a loser, right? I, 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 I can't fight that. I'll tell people that because they're right. But I at least have the self-awareness to know that, like, this is a dumb act. I mean, it's it, it's I, I do not enjoy having these sips of beer. It's gross. Every time I'm like, eh, nasty. You know, but I'm still going to do it. And I'm going to do it so many more times. And not even just today. It's not like it's a one-time incident. This is going to keep going for the rest of my life. <laughs> I will accidentally buy Corona again. You know, and I'll drink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll buy the Corona. You'll, you'll drink it. You'll, you'll hate it. You'll come on the podcast and complain about it. Pretty much. What do you think of the terror management theory stuff, though? I mean, you, I, I, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's it's a it's a nice name, given the name of this podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said it sounds it sounds pretty similar again to you know what uh, you know Thomas Ligotti talks about. And right. Goes, that's and the this uh, kind of stuff goes back to you know Schopenhauer. That's well, isn't Ligotti? He's that um, uh, horror author you told me about, right? Yeah. Yeah. He also wrote the conspiracy against the human race. Right, yeah, I still haven't checked that out. Um, from what I saw, somebody sent him an email, and he basically called them gay. Because uh, <laughs> uh, like somebody sent him a nice email or whatever, and he was just like, 
I don't even write that much stuff. I don't wouldn't consider myself a professional author. I just write when I want to, and uh, yeah, whatever. But yeah, Schopenhauer is all right. Yeah, Schopenhauer. I can get down on some Schopenhauer. Well, I mean, he was you know he was also gay and dabbling in cult, cult. but he's he's got some he's got some good work. Yeah, but I mean, Chopin was gay too. So, and he's the greatest pianist that's ever lived. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, besides you know, Elton John, who was totally straight, right? <laughs> what? Wait, was he not? Elton John's gay? <laughs> what? Fuck! I shouldn't have hugged him on stage at the Emmys. Damn it! I didn't know Elton John was gay rough i mean i'm you know like goodbye yellow brick road i thought that was about getting pussy damn (laughs) (laughs) you want to you want to wind the show down yeah let's do it it. yeah Uh, well yeah i don't have anything else to say uh brian anything you want to plug uh a, uh, a, a, a bullet in my head I don't know like, I, I, <laughs> like yeah if anybody wants to find and kill me that'd be fine you're welcome to do that just like you know just just, just say like uh, say a cool thing before you shoot me and allow me to get one word out uh, I'll be like I knew you'd come and then a penny for your thoughts yeah do something like that or be like have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight you know something like that be really cool. A, pe- if you- a penny for your thoughts was what uh, Arthur, Arthur Bremer was planning to shout out when he shot George Wallace, but he forgot to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? He's like walking away. He's like, "Fuck! I really should have. I, I was thought that was gonna work." Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's got plenty of time to think about that in the halfway house. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You know. Yeah. But yeah, um, go go check go check Brian out on D Live, and all of his other links will be in the description. And my website is mattfornia.com, and my links will be in the description. Um, go check that out. That's gonna be fun. Uh, and that'll do it for the this episode of Terror House Radio. Go visit Terror House Magazine, terrorhousemag.com every day. Our books, Terror House Press at terrorhousepress.com. The White Swan by Faisal Marzipan is out now and forty uh, percent off. Along with uh, all of our other books, are fifty percent off for Black Friday weekend check that out our social media links are in the description and you can always check out past episodes of the show at terrorhouseradio.com terrorhouse radio is produced by brian proctor and presented by jugs intro music by meme extremist illegitimate non carborundum don't the bastards grind you down i'm matt forney we have brian proctor and we are out <laughs>